Hey friends, if you're trying to find, develop, or keep young leaders on your team, look no further than Leadership Pathway. They have worked with hundreds of churches and they've interviewed thousands of candidates over the past several years. They're offering a brand new free ebook about the five core competencies that are at the heart of the leadership development process with every church that they partner with. Just go to leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary to pick up this free resource. That's leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary. You know Seth Godin, you know him, I love him. He's really jumped on the soft skills mantra, so to speak, recently. He says, those are the real skills needed for future leaders. Look, we all want younger and younger leaders on our teams to advance the gospel and to reach the next generation, but how do we find support and develop them? That's why Sean, Kristen, Michelle, and Dave at Leadership Pathway is all about that. I've hung out with these people and they're really cool. I mean, well, Dave isn't actually that cool, but the rest of them are amazing. Again, to pick up that free ebook, just go to leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary to pick up this resource. That's leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary to pick up this free ebook. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in today. Uh, This is going to be a great conversation. You know, every week we try to bring you a church leader who will both inform and inspire you. And today is going to be no exception. Excited to have Allie Bryant with us. She's from a fantastic church, Traders Point. Uh, We actually had Matt Hessel on the show back, oh, years ago uh, from Traders Point. But excited to have Allie with us today. If you don't know, uh, Traders Point is one of the fastest growing churches in the country. They have, I think, at last count, six campuses plus church online. I could be counting wrong. Uh, Allie's a part of the executive team. I love her title, which I'm going to have her tell you her title. Allie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. Why don't you refresh our listeners' uh, memories about Traders Point? Kind of tell us about the church and then tell us about your role. Yeah, for sure. So um, like you said, yes, we are uh, Traders Point Christian Church. We are located in Indianapolis, Indiana. And Mm -hmm. so I've actually been on staff for about eight years. Um, So I've been around for about eight years. I was definitely Matt Hessel, one of my longtime friends. So definitely love love him. Glad that you got to chat with him. Um, But yes, so I've been here for about eight years. The church itself, though, very long history. Um, We do, we are a multi-site church in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. So we have kind of, you know, a broadcast campus, and then we have three other locations, and then we have an online campus. Mm -hmm. The six locations, you are correct, but we had this little thing called COVID happen. Right, right. Yes. (laughs) That's so how that in two, works. Yeah. So in 2020, we launched two campuses in January and in February, our Midtown campus, and then also another campus, Northeast campus. So these are just locations in Indianapolis. When COVID happened, we actually suspended those locations. So we are mm. looking to relaunch those here in the near future.
future. So right now, if you're keeping track, like at home, our total for here, we got four in an online campus for right now. Mm, yep. Okay, yeah, cool. So, but you, you are not incorrect by any means by the six campuses. Um, yes. So we we actually, we went before COVID, we were averaging mm-hmm. about 10,000, just yep. to throw some numbers out there. Um, with COVID, we're about 50% back, I would say. Mm-hmm. We're a good 4,000. We still have a really high, uh, I would say 4,000 online and then yep. like 4,000 on demand. So I'm a numbers person. I yes, really, yes. I, I like data and I like reporting. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the fall. So oh, I agree. See- I think uh, everybody is just waiting to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be fascinating. Obviously, we're going to see a ton of travel this summer. And, yes. you know, there's been, a, you know, if people, a lot of people didn't get away last summer. And so we're going to see that. But I do think this fall is, I think, is so strategically important for so many churches for us to reach people. And, you know, I think we'll have a better idea by the time we get to Thanksgiving, kind of where things are landing. So, yeah. Now, why don't you tell us about your role? I love your yeah. title. I, I want to give you the chance to say your title because it's just so great. It's so good. Um, yeah. Well, it actually kind of lends into what we were just talking about. So my title is Strategic Alignment Executive. Love and it. Ba- yeah, it's a fancy word. You know, I think all of us who work at a church, anytime somebody asks you the like, what do you do? Um, mm-hmm. And you get to say that you work in work at a church or work in ministry, you normally get you know, a couple different reactions. My reaction normally that people give me is, oh, that must be fun. What right. is that kind of <laughs> thing of like, yes. oh, okay. So, um, so I started out in communications, did a lot of project management, did a lot, realized that I really like getting the right people in the room to talk about the right things. Mm. What that lends to then for strategic alignment, especially at that executive level, we're looking at strategic planning, doing mm. the right work to make sure we're attaching to our vision and we're focusing on advancing the mission. So right. the the like definition of strategic alignment that we use, and a lot of different people have different definitions. The one that we use is really getting the right work around the right, the, the right kind of people in the room in order to advance the mission. Love it. So this is going to yeah. be, we're going to tap into your expertise to try to help a lot of churches today. Oh gosh. I think so many churches struggle with this whole thing. Like, yeah, we've got like a big vision. We know we want to reach the entire world, but then it it falls apart when it comes down to actually getting the job done. Why do you think that is? Let's talk about that. And then, and then how yeah. are you doing that at Traders Point? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, I'll go a little bit about my uh, my like experience. I sure. came out of college as a graphic designer. So mm-hmm. I worked in the marketplace in marketing for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And so much of the time, people would tell me that I am the bridge between the creative voice and like the business voice. Mm, and I so would good. say I'm very it's I'm sitting in a very similar seat. I love mission and vision and strategy. How are we going to get this done? But mm-hmm. I also really love execution. How do we actually get it done? Like, let's yes, not yes. just talk about like all the dreaming, but let's yep. actually make sure the right work is organized in a mm-hmm. way that we're not burning our people out, that we have enough resources, like all the things that I feel like everybody in church world is always asking mm-hmm. is how do we move faster? Like how, mm-hmm. how do we pivot better? How do mm-hmm. we make sure we're getting the right work done? Not mm-hmm. just talking about it and having these grandiose feelings about what we mm-hmm. could do, but actually doing it. And then coming mm-hmm. back around to be like, Hey, did we do the thing? Mm-hmm. Did, did we yes. really do it? And did we do it well? And so yes. I would say that's kind of like um, something that I would say I am very passionate about is on both ends of the spectrum, yes, the vision and the mission and, you know, but you also have the execution of it. So I love myself a good Excel spreadsheet, a good template, (laughs) like I can hang there, but I also like to make sure that we're attaching it to where we want to go. 
to make mm-hmm. sure we're, we're not wasting time, energy, resources, that type of thing. So how does what does that look like at Traders Point? So let's say you've got an area that feels like, oh, hey, this is maybe a, an aspect of the ministry that's maybe lagging a little bit. That's not it's not yeah. you know performing how it would perform. How are you stepping in and helping that situation? What is it that you're helping that uh, you know that area kind of improve uh, what they do? Yeah. So um, a lot of this also is, so keep in mind, um, something that we are doing is really upgrading what we're calling an operating system. Now, some people probably know what OS is. That's the short term for it because we all have cell phones. Let's be honest. Like we all have computers and cell phones. Every technology like has an operating system. You have Apple, you have Linux, you have Microsoft, all that type of stuff. That's what's constantly running in your background. We all have operating systems. Like our organization wouldn't have grown if we didn't have an operating system. Right. It right. just in the past couple of years, though, it's been a little clunky. It's not aligned. It's <laughs> yes. not focused. Yes. Or we put heroic efforts to the, a campaign around groups or serving for six months, and then it doesn't actually connect with the bigger vision. Are yes. you tracking with me? So that's yeah, like we, we, we all have operating systems. Our um, real push in this next year is to have a centralized operating system that Mm. everybody understands our mission, our vision, our strategy, and then how we get the work done. I think we, we as traders point have done a fantastic job. If you work here, you can say the mission, like the back of your hand, like everybody can say the mission, right? We all want to be attached to the mission. When it drops down, though, and goes into strategy, do you understand the strategy? And do Mm. you, just talking to anybody on staff, do you understand what your work does to attach to the strategy? Mm. And so Mm. that's really where... I don't know if I'm answering your question exactly, but no, no, one of the one of the big things that we're really looking at doing is aligning those under, hey, everybody on staff, you know what the strategy is. Mm-hmm. You know how your work kind of gets done and wh- how it attaches to the strategy. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of components with that. Um, mm-hmm. I would say one of the main things that we kind of piloted as an early thing, like, right, mm-hmm. um, is this is during COVID. So I feel like there's like an asterisk to everything. Yes, There's a giant <laughs> right. footnote on everything. Right. Yes, right. Exactly. But we did something called quarterly ministry plans where we really yep. condensed what we were doing down into a quarter and said, mm-hmm. hey, these two or three things. Now, if you are a fan of other operating systems, EOS, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. there's there's mm-hmm. a bunch out there, um, you have big rocks, you have VIPs, you have, you have all this language, yes. right? Right. But basically what it is, is you're saying, hey, these three things, they're going to move the needle where we needed to move the needle. And that's all we're going to focus on, like prioritizing the work around what needs to be done. And Mm. then you have the right people in the room to build out the thing, to Mm -hmm. do the thing, to Mm -hmm. evaluate it. So that's kind of just a short. Well, even just practically, I'd love to maybe even pull apart the quarterly ministry plan thing. I think there's a lot of church leaders. We've kind of, we got through the relief phase of COVID where it was like, oh my goodness, like we've got to pivot and like everybody went online that wasn't online. And then there was like this long resiliency phase, right? That in some ways we're just coming out of, right? Where we, we've survived, right? Your organization still exists, but then we're really eyeing down relaunch and trying to figure out, okay, so now, how do we rewire everything? And I love the idea of, you know, even just kind of talking about the quarterly ministry plans. What What's in those? How are you, uh, what is the kind of evaluation process look like? How do you ensure alignment across those? How are you evaluating them post? Did people actually do what they said they were going to do? How are you rolling yeah. from one to the next? Why don't we talk a little bit about that? That might be a practical kind of tool for people. Oh, for sure. So we do not have it mastered. 
by no, no, any absolutely. Means. But yeah, I will yeah. say we are in our fifth round right now because we started mm-hmm. it during COVID. Before COVID, what we wanted to do was more of like an annual planning. Yes. Sorry, I just got a notification and I didn't turn my notifications off. Should have done that. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, no, but um, so before COVID, we were doing more of like an annual thing. What do we yeah. want? Where do we want to go in a year? Um, with co- with COVID, of course, we went down to you know week to week there at the beginning, and now it it kind of has built back out to quarterly. Mm-hmm. Really practically, what it means is we have an owner and we have a project manager for the mm-hmm. quarterly ministry plan. So okay. um, I sit on the executive team. There's another gentleman who sits, uh, who's a, a peer of mine, who's over ministries. He is the owner. I am the project manager. Okay. We. Um, kind of, we you, we look at our strategy each mm-hmm. quarter, and we say, mm-hmm. what do we need to focus on? Is right. it outreach? Is it you know groups? Mm. Is it whatever? Just truthfully, and this goes back to our earl- earlier conversation, what we're looking at right now, the fall. What right. do we right. need the fall? And we get really specific on our objective. If mm. you know, if this happens. By when do how do how do we need to be prepared? What is the goal? Really get specific. And so I actually have a project. What we call them project templates. Mm -hmm. You have an objective. You have Mm -hmm. your deliverables, and then you really just have that laid out in action steps. Okay, Mm -hmm. you know Bob is in charge of getting the marketing plan together, and Susie is in charge of whatever it is. And then you know what we do? We have weekly meetings, and we just say, "Hey, Bob, did did you do the thing?" Like, like, (laughs) right? Exactly. It's the accountability piece, and so we try to set that up about a month before the quarter starts, so Mm -hmm. everybody's on the same page. These Mm -hmm. are the three things, four things, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. person's in charge of them. And then Mm -hmm. we have weekly 30 minute touch base meetings that literally go through and it's status reporting red, yellow, Mm -hmm. green. Where are we at? Why isn't this done yet? You said it was going to be done like that that type of thing. It gives that cross-functional cross-collaboration, especially in an organization. We have quite a few different departments. And Mm -hmm. so you have um, that cross-functionality. Now Mm -hmm. I would say that, but that can be done with a team of 10 people. It could be done with a team of 20 people. It could be done with a team of five people, but it's just getting the, again, it's getting the right people in the room to talk about the right thing and really driving to action. I think that's one of the biggest gaps that I've seen in ministry is execution, work, action. You can use different terminology for that. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, the uh, coming back to, I think sometimes we get really good at having these great ideas and strategies and um, which we need. We do, we mm-hmm. don't not need them, but I, mm-hmm. I really just think we need to focus on that driving to execution sometimes as well. So, yeah, I love it. I totally agree. 100%. The, um, what do you do when there's some misalignment? So oftentimes I find it's like, I'm trying to come up with an example. It's like the service programming people want to do something and Mm -hmm. that really doesn't align well with family ministry. And it's like, for whatever reason, those two departments always seem to be at odds with each other. And they, they always want to like do stuff that's like pushing in opposite directions. How are you trying to push towards alignment between those people? What does that actually look like? How are you, um, you know, trying to get those people at the table to, to actually talk through those, those differences? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, you're like speaking to the choir. So in the last <laughs> year, we have seen that so much because, right, you never yes. have enough, you never have enough money. You never yes. have enough resources. Sundays are always coming. The urgent, urgent always overpowers the important normally yes. in church yeah. world. I think something that we have really, really tried to do, and this is, um, again, still working process, but mm-hmm. we did like a decision-making matrix where mm-hmm. we have four categories of decision-making. Mm. And so you really have what we're trying to do there is trying to understand 
um, who makes the decision, um, how the decision was made. But then also once we categorize, uh, let's just call it a project, right? You mm-hmm, could call it, mm-hmm. like you said, like a kid's ministry wants to do a thing at mm-hmm. the same time that like worship and production wants to do a thing. Yep. Well, if, if it's categorized under a certain type of project, what we do is we we have a stakeholder meeting. We get those mm. people in the room and we said, hey, from an executive level, yep, love them both. We think yes. we need to do them both. You guys, we got to figure out yeah, trade-offs. We got to talk it through. We got to yeah. have a trade-off conversation. And so that's something we are growing in. Um, we're mm-hmm. definitely not the best at. But mm-hmm. I think it's getting the right people again in the room to say, hey, I can give you eight hours of this. I can't give you 15. Right. Or I, right. Ca- I can give you I can give you this thing that's made off the shelf to mm-hmm. Band-Aid fix it for a while because I really mm-hmm. see your vision for this. But mm-hmm. my team is already committed to some other things. Now, the growing pains, I, I will tell you, um, and I can see a day. I can see a day in the future. <laughs> we are we are launching. Uh, we're in the midst of launching Agile. If you're familiar mm-hmm. with yep. like the idea of basically that's a work methodology where you're organizing yep. work around like two yep. right two week yep. sprints. Forty um, percent of our organization is on it right now. So you mm-hmm. have our more central um, kind mm-hmm. of departments on it right now. So they have sprints, and they mm-hmm. only have so much margin. So if a new thing comes in. They mm-hmm. have to figure out how to have that trade-off conversation and yes. when is it. And so that's it's allowing us to see capacity a little bit. Mm-hmm, um, again, mm-hmm. dreaming of the day when we can see full capacity and everything. But it really has revealed where the work is getting done. So it allows you to have those trade-off conversations a lot better versus yeah, like, I think we can do it. Yes. But it might, it might, I mean, I'll be here all night sleeping in my office to get yes. it done, but we <laughs> right. can do it, you know, sure, that type sure. of thing. Love it. So yeah. uh, carrot and stick. So do when things don't go well, uh, let's say someone's not, you know, living, they're not they're You're eight weeks through the quarter and it's like, gosh, yes. things aren't, what are you doing? Or on the other side, uh, Hey, what are you doing to celebrate this, this department? Really? They hit all their goals or exceeded them. Let's talk about the carrot and stick. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that's really good. So um, to go back specifically to like the quarterly ministry plans that we have mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. I will tell you what the biggest um, learning that we mm-hmm. have had is that the thing, the projects or the initiatives that we are putting on there take longer than a quarter. And right. originally okay, it was great because we were like, oh, great. We're going to put groups on there and everything's going to be figured we're gonna out. We're going to get it nailed. Get people, right. <laughs> within three months. Yes. No, um, discipleship and groups has been on there for the last three quarter living. Okay. Plans. Okay. Good. Because good. the first three months was literally what we call discovery. What, yes. What's the problem we're trying oh, that's to solve? A good insight. Yeah. How do we have the strategic conversations? But you know what it did? It, it By being on the quarterly ministry plan, it put a magnifying glass on that and said, okay, we can't do the cool call from stage until we get aligned on what we're mm. actually calling them to do. Where mm-hmm. I would say from my perspective in the previous years, we've again, just tried those heroic efforts to be like, we just need people in groups or mm-hmm. we just need mm-hmm. people to go serve instead of really taking that time to slow down, all get aligned on what we're asking our people to do. Um, mm-hmm. And that comes in with also like a strategic calendar. And we can talk about that here in a second if you want. But mm-hmm. that's where when you were talking about like, we do celebrate, but I think we also, and we're getting better at this. We are really realistic of, hey guys, we're still building strategy right now. So mm-hmm. you might not see the right. numbers that you want to see or that like, let's be really realistic of what we can get done. In mm-hmm. the next three three 
um, months. Mm. And so like the quarterly ministry plan, I mean, I know they're called quarterly. They could be, you know, bi- biannual. What's that word? Semi-annual. Mm. Semi-annual. Semi- yeah, yes. Six months, yes. six months, yes. <laughs> six, <laughs> yes. months, six months to nine months. It really just depends on, you know, the speed at which you need it for your organization. Right. Okay. Yeah. So strategic calendar, let's talk about that. You had, uh, had mentioned that. How is, how is yeah. that working? What's that look yeah. like? I did want to say one other thing. Sorry, yes. side note. No, no, you, talked totally about ce- you talked about celebration. Yes. There is something about bringing cake and getting everybody in the room to eat dessert that they were not expecting. <laughs> like, I will just tell you. What, as carbs. People have, it good. Yes, carbs. It worked. Like, at the, at the end, I like, it was a couple, I think it was last quarterly ministry plan, because we were just getting out of like the COVID, okay, some of us are back in the office, like we can Mm -hmm. meet in person. And I know everybody Mm -hmm. has varying restrictions of where they're at, but it was Mm -hmm. like the first time literally you put on the meeting request that was like in person. Yes. And we were, what we did is we evaluated (laughs) how did the last quarterly ministry plan in that we had people come and celebrate and honor what had been done. And like, you know, the IT guy that was able Mm -hmm. to create a website from scratch was able Mm -hmm. to be celebrated at the same time that a campus lead who was talking on stage also got to be celebrated. So I think that was very much an honoring moment to celebrate. Even if we didn't get everything across the finish line, we were able to celebrate that. And like I said, a Costco cake, a Costco cheesecake goes a long way. Like (laughs) so true. if if you just get some good desserts and like, yeah, it just, it really does. It really helps just to kind of celebrate that. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. And, and again, I think that I, I know my personality, I tend to be, well, I love this conversation. I tend to be the like, let's drive to the quarter, drive to the quarter, drive to the quarter. But it's like one quarter comes after another, after another, yes. another, and it's stopping, stopping myself to slow down and say, okay, like we've actually got to celebrate now. We've got to say, hey, this is a great thing. Even if we didn't get anything, because I tend to focus on the stuff we didn't get to. Well, and I will tell you, like we have fallen into that trap by all means, like one, mm. one quarter, it'll be great. The next quarter, mm. it will not be great. So mm-hmm, like giving mm-hmm. yourself grace to be like, this is where we're at even I mean summer right like su- summer everybody you have travel schedules all that type of stuff and so yeah. what are those what are those times and even truthfully in those touch base meetings mm-hmm. oh marketing and communications you just spent hours doing the way to go like yes, and having yes. having those 20 people on the call to be like can we just celebrate like Jimmy Bob who you know just reconstructed the whole website I don't know you know yes. whatever it is so, yeah, 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 love it. Uh, strategic calendar. We're yes. going to loop back to that. Talk about yep, that. Strategic. <laughs> okay. So this is an ongoing thing for the past, I would say th- three or four years of yep. trying to get an understanding out in advance. Again, asterisk of COVID, like mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. we can just put like an explanation point there, yes. but really that strategic calendar is looking first at like spiritual themes at the mm, top. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. our lead pastor, um, Aaron Brockett, who is a fantastic communicator, has mm-hmm, said multiple absolutely. times that he looks at a year of kind of, of a year of sermons like farming. There's mm. certain seasons that you plant. There's certain mm, seasons that you harvest. Good. There's certain mm. seasons, you know, and I mm-hmm. think we all can agree that the August right? Like mm-hmm. lead up to August and then January are normally at those peaks of like sure. heart, of, of new people coming in, right? Yep, yep. So you take a look at that. Then you kind of plan out your sermon series. Okay. Mm-hmm. For this month, we might want to do a sp- spiritual discipline series because of this. For this month, maybe it's more of an inviting series because it's right before Easter, like, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So then you have, and again, this is in an Excel spreadsheet. So this is why I'm 
you guys yes. can't see me, but I'm using my hands. Um, <laughs> yes. but, but at the top, you have spiritual themes. Under that, you have sermon series. And so what are those blocked off? And then from there, that's where the quarterly ministry plans kind of sit in mm. and say, okay, what do we need around that? Mm. And so again, coming out of COVID, we're getting better at trying to plan in advance. Um, so the last couple months, we've been talking about the fall. What does the fall look like? Um, right. Then what does that lead into Christmas look like? Again, ideally, may, hopefully maybe 2022, we would have it outlined in a full year. So you mm. can really plan out, this is when we're going to talk about this. Okay, we probably want to make sure we have enough group leaders because we're going to be talking about discipleship. So we probably mm -hmm. want to make sure of that. Things like that. Mm -hmm. That just to make sure we're, you're, you're not reacting to the message, right? you, you, you kind of have more of a plan versus that reaction. Totally. Well, and it's, it's, it's one of the fascinating things about leading in a local church is we are so tied to the calendar. Like we are, um, you know, I've, I've had this, made this joke in other places. It's one of those weird professions where we probably actually could tell you what's the third Monday in January, 2022, because we know these like big dates or we know, well, right. I think the first Sunday is this. So I could actually do, which is like very just strange. It's a weird thing that's wired in our brains. However, it's amazing how much we don't leverage the calendar to help us actually plan and get ahead. Yes, Christmas is coming this year, friends. I know it's summertime. We should be planning for that now. Right, and there is right. a certain number of weeks before Christmas that we should start working on that every year, like regardless. Yeah. Uh, and it's encouraging to hear that a church like Trader's Point is still trying to work that out because oh, <laughs> I oh, think so many times sure. we you know, can struggle with that. That's good. For I sure. That. I, would, I would also say one of the key things that I've noticed that has really helped with that is mm. identifying an owner and if possible possible, a project manager, just mm. identifying who is responsible for Christmas. So that mm. way it's yes. not, everybody's not looking at, oh, I thought you were thinking about it. No, you're thinking about it. They don't have to do the whole thing by any means, but they need to start the conversations in June and July. Okay. Mm. Let's start our process for thinking about Christmas. So by August, we have our, our, you know, at least our service times nailed down so we can yes. continue. But, but again, that's, that's phases of a project. That's just yep. like project management and who's the owner, who's the project manager, when are we talking about mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're great sometimes and then we forget about other things. So mm -hmm. like we, we're yes. just a, with, with everybody else, you kind of mm -hmm. learn as you go. Love it. So uh, pivoting yeah. to like a slightly different area. So for okay. folks that are listening in, um, you know, so you're obviously have a great, strong project management background. You're fantastic at that. Part of that comes down to actually, how do we have conversations? How do we run meetings? What are your mm -hmm. like top, maybe one or two, like go-to tips that you're like, if, if more church leaders just did this in their meetings, man, we'd get better at execution. What would be just a couple of those things that you would, you'd suggest to us? Yeah, it, it's interesting. So um, I don't know if you've ever been asked this question, but so, some people hate meetings. Like right. some people really despise meetings, especially in ministry, which is interesting Odd. to me sometimes. Yes, <laughs> yes, because we all work with people. We all hopefully love people. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like meetings, it, it's your work. Like it's how you get work done. Yes. And so like that's a lot of the time. And what you saw actually with COVID is that that totally went out the window. So you mm. had to learn how to have a meeting just through a screen in the allotted amount of time that you have scheduled. Yes. You could not walk down the hallway or have the water cooler conversation or right. the meeting after the meeting and all that happening. So that stripped away just a lot of relational capital that we had mm. built up. Um, mm. Specifically, I mean, I'm that's sure true. everybody saw that, but when you have a 140 person organization, um, mm -hmm. you really only see the people you have meetings with. 
That's yes, that's how you right. that's how you got done. So culture there, all mm-hmm. that kind of shifted and stuff. Anyways, I digress. Um, like meetings, meetings are one of my favorite things, and I I am the nerd who I enjoy Love a good it. meeting, but good. it's because we can move stuff forward. Because right. that's where right. work gets moved forward. And mm-hmm. so I think that you named like the top two or three things. I'll just be really specific and practical. Yep. Yep. Uh, totally. Agenda agenda ahead of time. Yes. You got to tell people what you're going to talk about. You should yep. not be sending a blank meeting request that just says check in. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> do something that yes. is like the agenda. Hey, the objective of this meeting is to talk about our digital strategy and where we want to go in three years. I don't know, so, something like that. Like that's an objective, right? Yep. Then in that also, these are the players. These are the mm-hmm. people that are coming to it. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, Bart, you are responsible for representing this, this, and this. So giving mm-hmm. them what are that? what's an expectation of them walking into the room? Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you felt this, but in our organization, sometimes, especially with COVID, with digital meetings, it's meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. So yes. you, you show up and you're like, why am I here? What's yes. going on? And yes. so really having an agenda where the first five minutes are, this is why we're here. This was mm-hmm. a follow-up from the last meeting. Our mm-hmm. goal of this meeting is this, and then you kick it off. And so Love that's it. really just, again, having a clear agenda. The, the second thing I would say, mm-hmm. making sure you're driving to next steps at the end. So at the mm-hmm. top, make sure you have an agenda. At mm-hmm. the bottom of it, make sure somebody is writing down or calling out, our next step is this next meeting. Or yes. our next step is for, again, BART to go and build a plan for this, this, and this, whatever it is. Um, it. And again, it's just that ownership. It's that you're responsible for this, so go and do it. I mean, how many meetings have you walked out of that you're like, okay, that was crazy. Yes. What just happened? <laughs> yeah, and I have no with? idea what I'm responsible for. Like, yes. What, yes. that's not an efficient meeting. And no. so I just, I, I love a good efficient meeting. And so those would be my two tips, agenda at the top and next steps at the bottom. Yeah, love it. And and even just, it's amazing how doing those two simple things will drive forward so much um, in your organization. You know, there's like, yeah. you're right. There's so many times people leave a meeting and they're like, I know we talked about a lot of things, right? but am I? And then what happens is the people that are proactive, they'll, they're always taking stuff. They're like, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. Where right. They're not necessarily the person that should be doing it, but they'll Correct. just do it. And then that burns yeah. those people out. Yeah. And there's a whole other thing of like organization and meeting notes. And you can, I mean, you can over engineer a meeting by far. I've done it multiple times, but I think just being aware of maybe some of those key moments of, again, just like agenda and next steps at the end. I think the other thing is, um, just make sure you're talking about the right thing. I mean, mm. I don't I don't know how many times I've sat in a meeting where it, like the the bunny trail went way over here and we all of a sudden <laughs> were talking about an ice skating rink that we yes. should be doing. Like yes. it was it's just very okay, but what's the problem we're trying to solve? How yes. many times can you say what is the current problem we're trying to solve to yes. make sure that you kind of stay aligned to that? That well, that's a big absolutely. question. Absolutely. Well, and there's a part of that where meetings are, which again, it's a nuance from my perspective, meetings are the place that we make decisions. They're the place that conversations happen to do that. Um, There's other ways to inform people of things. We shouldn't be just like, you should do the work yourself to pull together the resources to pre-inform people and then Mm -hmm. say, we're going to come to this conversation to actually make a decision. Not like come to this meeting and I'm going to talk for 25 minutes about whatever to bring you up to date. That's inefficient use of time. The only person's time that's good for is for the leader, the person that's talking, not for the people in the meeting. And so Mm -hmm. it's important. It's important distinction there. 
Yeah. Yeah. And there's definitely like, don't get me wrong. There are meetings that should be more check-in based, like relational. How are you doing? Yes. Yes. I'm really talking about more of those um, work-based meetings where you have multiple um, viewpoints in the room. You always want to have that that open discussion. The other question, so I I like to ask, um, what's the problem we're trying to solve? The other question I like to ask a lot of the time is, I heard you say, Right. Blah, 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 whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, did I hear you correctly? Are you mm-hmm. saying that this, this, and this, and this? Because mm-hmm. that's just a communication thing of making sure we're all on the same page. Nope, I didn't hear him say that. I mm-hmm. heard her say it. And so that usually, those two questions I use a lot. What problem are we trying to solve? And did I hear you correctly? Well, this has been incredible. What a great conversation. Anything else you want to share just as we're coming to kind of wrap up today's episode? No, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, we talked a lot about systems and processes mm-hmm. and templates mm-hmm. and really practical tools. Those are all fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, though, um, just from our organization, and I'm assuming this is the only church I've worked at. So I have not worked at other churches. I was born and raised in the church, so I've been around churches. Yeah. Um, but I'm assuming the relational component of mm-hmm. all work is extremely um prevalent in everything we do. So Mm -hmm. as much as we talk about process and Mm -hmm. um, things like that, never underestimate the relational equity that you have, that trust that has to be there um, when you are talking about work. And so Mm -hmm. it really is, it's communication. Yeah. But that Mm -hmm. trust, that, that trust foundation has to be there too. And so I think being a relational person and especially in the last year, just COVID really stripped that away. And so making Mm -hmm. sure as you are scheduling scheduling meetings, as you're building out strategy and pushing to execution, that you're Mm -hmm. not forgetting that relational component. That's so good. Allie, this has been so helpful. You've really helped us big time uh, in today's conversation. If people want to track with you or with the church, where do we want to send them online? Yeah. So Traders Point Christian Church, you can follow us on all the social stuff, Traders Mm -hmm. Point CC, um, Mm -hmm. or you can Traders Point Christian Church, you can just Google us. We're on there as well. So yeah, Mm -hmm. those are kind of the easy ways just to kind of access the church. And so yeah, that, that that would be the next step. Perfect. Thanks so much, Allie. Appreciate you being here today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rich. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.